This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That fucking pumped me up. That got me amped. I'm ready to start the fucking podcast. Hold That's on. what I needed. That was the, uh, I played the closing one by accident. Oh. The opening one was this um, kind of acoustic thing that I whipped up Bunny late last cover. night. <laughs> Just joking. That was Brent Miller from San Marcos, Texas. Okay. Yeah. That was a remix of the OG. That's right. It's a punk cover of the most genius theme song that's ever been played in the first five minutes of the first episode of an advice podcast on the internet hosted by Amir and Jake. If you can shout out my band Kairos and the Insta is at K-A-I-R-O-S-78666. And then he says, I'm the one with dreads and my girlfriend is a fellow fan, Ciara. Very so cool. I think the band is just him with dreads and his girlfriend, Ciara. That sounds like a cool band that yeah. I want to go check out next time I'm in Texas. I'm hearing good things about St. Marcos. It's like, or sorry, San Marcos. It's like kind of like the uh, the new Austin. Really? Yeah, Where people are, it's like, it's like 20 miles south of Austin. So oh, like for perfect. all the people who are like, Austin's getting too commercial. This is like the Bushwick to Austin's Williamsburg. That's cool. That's San Marcos. Anyway, that's where we're building up our next HQ. As of now, we're still in Brooklyn. H yeah, HGTX. That's that's next. I also want to do HGUK. You know, because a lot of people are bicoastal, but I'd like to be tricoastal. What's the coast in Texas? I guess the Gulf. Yeah, the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then if we do, we have to head Gulf. Yeah, the head Gulf. And then if we do UK, we can be quad coastal. That's cool. Which I think is the only quad coastal podcast network. I mean, I think if we did Tricoastal, we might be the only ones. Yeah. They, I bet, like, fucking Wondery has a Chicago office. Yeah, but that's not a coast. Fox. Okay. Well, it's the coast. <laughs> it's the coast of uh, It's the coast of Lake Michigan is all. Is that a coast? Or does it have to I be think, an I ocean? I think it's a coast. It's, it's by the water. Isn't it? Yeah, or does a coast have to be an ocean? This is great fodder. We can just keep guessing or I can look it up. Um, I'll, I'll say I, I'll guess that it is a coast coast oh it can be any body of water not just the ocean i i don't know any body of water but i'll say that big lakes can be coastal okay coast definition i'll say ocean only 
Yeah, I, I like basically agree with you, but I'm just you want to switch it up. Kit. No, I yeah. You should have stuck with your guns because it's the part of a land near the sea, so it doesn't have to be the ocean. Well, sea. Oh, I like guess sea though. Yeah. So the lake. And the real question is if it, the lake, the lake counts, can't do it, but, but sea Mediterranean. All right. See, what is the difference between a sea and an ocean and a lake? Is it just size? Is a sea? A sea? Can, oh, it's salt water, right? It's fresh water and salt water. No. That's the only difference? I, th- I don't know. <laughs> I, I would think it's size. Let's see. Sea oh. versus ocean. Oh, yeah. Maybe size. Versus lake. Yeah, at Autofield. <laughs> they know what people are looking up. <laughs> <laughs> no one listening to this podcast is interested, but I am. Oh, you're sort of right. A lake water can be salty or fresh. The difference between a lake and a sea is that a sea is open to the ocean and at sea level. Lakes don't have a direct outlet to the sea and so can be above or below sea level. The Dead Sea is below it. But is the Dead Sea attached to an ocean? That that's seems I, that's, like a lake. That is the only reason why I didn't say it's attached to an ocean. I didn't think it was. But Unless they're like, is. yeah, because there's a lake that flowed through it and went to the ocean or whatever. Maybe at some point. That's cheating. <laughs> the sorry, Dead Sea is cheating. So, sorry, scholars. This is the dead lake. I won't have it anymore. <laughs> Trust me, I've been studying this for 95 seconds. <laughs> it's Blumenfeld's time to weigh in. <laughs> this is a lake. <laughs> this is a lake. You're a river now. <laughs> uh, all right, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the web hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake, and I think this is now a podcast. Really? Yeah, we're, we're talking <clears throat> lakes, ponds, rivers, and streams. Any body of water will do. You send in your queries, and we'll name it. An ocean, a lake, a <laughs> pond, a river, a stream, a puddle, a bayou, or a bayou. Can't be a swamp, but it can, it can be, be an open lake. <laughs> uh, all right, we got some questions not about water, if you can believe it. I don't know why. Yeah, well, we only announced that there were a podcast today, so I all bet right. the questions will start rolling in. Here's one that's pretty crazy with regards to you. Oh. Uh, we'll call this guy, what's your dad's name? Sam. Sam writes, I'm a 36-year-old clinical psychologist and married father of two boys, four and eight, in South Louisiana. Recently, my wife and I decided to have a third child. In an unexpected turn of events, we are now expecting triplet girls. hey No fertility treatment, just a crazy expensive gift from God. Yeah, I know gotcha J- from God. I know Jake comes from a family with triplets, and his mom seems to be such a wonderful soul. What advice would you all give a father expecting triplets? I'm worried about being able to cultivate close, individualized relationships with each kid. What was it like in your family of triplets? Any pearls of wisdom would be greatly appreciated. P.S. My four-year-old is named Micah. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. So he's got two kids and then triplets, which is exactly what your parents did. And one of the kids is named Micah. Older brother. Younger brother named Micah, and then triplet girls. Yeah. So we're 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 really close to being parallel here. It's also funny because my parents had me and my sister, and then tried to have a third kid and had triplets. Yeah. And then Micah was a little mistake <laughs> even after that. So you never know. You never know. Yeah. Unless this guy you tie ha- your tubes, you might have another. This guy has to wait six years and have a sixth child to pull off the full Hurwitz. Yeah, that's crazy. Which has got to be the most rare occasion in the history of baby making. Yeah. That that there after the triplets after you have five, there's like a there's one a, more bonus. Why choice. not? <laughs> Let's add one more. The difference between five and six can't be that much. Uh, I guess you can't speak to raising these triplets, but maybe you do have some insight as to like 
how did you guys individualize them? At what point do you know that they have different personalities? Power dynamics. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I I don't think we did like when I what I remember is the triplets were often like dressed in the same clothes, had the same haircut. It was like the opposite. The, yeah, they the, tried to treat them as one child. Who we, and for a long the, time we still do. Like we'll be like, "Where's Hannah, Micah, and the triplets?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that affects them. They like sometimes. I, I think it's just like anything. Like they would get annoyed growing up, and but now they like really cherish their close relationship. There's the not like ties. They don't. I'm very close with my brother and like, but no one will have the bond that the triplets have. They're like, they do, they like feel things that happen uh, across like state lines. Without telling like, whoa, did something just happen? And yeah. Like they'll call be like, are you okay? And it's like, oh no, I had a really bad day or something like they Wow. I mean, that's at least what they say. Telekinetic. And I feel like, yeah. And if they, they believe that they at least like feel closer. Wow. Yeah, you'll never be like, I have a headache, Micah, is everything fine? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how can he do... Just the fact that he's asking this kind of stuff means he's going to be a good dad, I think. Yeah. I Cultivate think, close, individualized relationships. I mean, I think that all that the, the triplets, for as much as we like push them around in a three-person stroller, like they have like very distinct individual personalities. And I would imagine as like... I guess I do it as a brother and well, I do it as a brother now and my parents could probably do it too. Like Liza likes gymnastics. So it's not like, okay, all the triplets will do gymnastics. Yeah. And like Sarah, Sarah was a great runner and well, she still is. But so you, so they would support her, her hobbies, her passions. Rachel loves music. So they bought her a piano. Like there, there were, there were ways that they individualized themselves but they also stayed close and my mom gave them the same haircut all the time so that was nice also if you're a clinical if you're a clinical psychologist maybe you can conduct little experiments on these little twerps so like nature versus nurture debates can be settled once and for all i don't like if you homeschool child one which you'll call one and you homebrew the other (laughs) and the other two are sent to a public and a private school you can sort of chart their educational development over little lucy time. is kept under the stairs and fed <laughs> sardines through a little slot well i would call them one two and three. Oh, okay so as to not give them a personality or a name a life of their own almost well so you you would send a uh like a young a young girl to private school with no name you know the name is two <laughs> yeah almost like almost make her feel as though she is a experiment right which is interesting because she is getting the best end of like she's going to the the ritziest school yeah she's being treated like a little princess for sure and then there's one that's <laughs> kept under lock and key at home <laughs> yeah and she'll be homeschooled by me at home drooled <laughs> the problem for me is learning this shit again like when a second grader is learning history and you don't know that you have to teach yourself late right, at so night. Yeah, you're going to homeschool somebody, but you don't know any. Like, you had to just <laughs> yeah. Google what, what a sea was versus yeah, a lake. But it would be a lot you like You didn't know that. what a sea or a lake was. But I w- the child at home, or one, wouldn't know about the internet until she was 20. <laughs> 20? Yeah, so you're I sort sadistic. of... Yeah, I keep her sheltered in a way so that she thinks I'm thinking, but I'm actually Googling. But she doesn't know what Googling is because she's never been exposed she, to a yeah, smartphone. Yeah, so you seem like a godlike. Yeah, I'll say I, I have mean to, you're more of a Satan because you're keeping her and I keep on I'll have to hold my answer key and that's this 
orb that my iPhone, but she doesn't know about that. And right. I sort you're, of you're, you're, it. You can tell her anything. You're you're calling it an orb. Yeah, it's an just or, a phone. A knowledge orb. And a I'll hold it orb. to my forehead, but sort of cheat it at, cheat it out so I can read it. <laughs> so, One second. A C <laughs> is a mass. <laughs> Sorry, our internet or not internet. Fuck. One, she close would, the door. She would still think you were dead. Or dumb. <laughs> she would still think you were dumb. <laughs> and she'd be right. Um, did uh, you did? Is he asking how to how they have relationships with him, or how they have good relationships with everyone in the family? Because I mean, I think he means individualized relationships with each kid, right? Like not treating them like one lump sum. Yeah, but it's hard not to just give them all the same clothes, the same haircuts, like you did or your parents did. Yeah, I I really think that a lot of the the stuff that we the, a lot of the stuff like that was just seen as it was like. They didn't have any time. There were six kids. So, like, I ate a lot of frozen microwave food, but it wasn't like I was being mistreated. There was just no time. I liked kid cuisine. I did <laughs> love my little frozen drumsticks. <laughs> they were good. And I want to eat them now again. I want to eat a brownie that you have to microwave next to corn, next to Salisbury steak. The one thing that we always got in trouble for was if we weren't being nice to our, uh, my sisters and my brother. We, that was always a requirement. Spend time with them and be nice to them. Yeah, it was you hear a lot about like time. sibling rivalries. Like, oh, I hated my brother growing up, or I hated my sister. Yeah, and like sometimes my brother annoyed me a lot, but like I wouldn't get in trouble if I got bad grades. Maybe I should have, but I and I wouldn't get in trouble if I like um, lit off fireworks in the backyard. But I would get in trouble if I like wouldn't let my brother hang out with me. <laughs> That's what I got in trouble for, and I I think it was. I think it's nice. Now we're now we're all very close, which is healthy, healthy and nice. Yeah, I wonder if that's because of the rules that were stated as a child, or in spite of them. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, all right, here's a question about a Starbucks airdrop. We'll call this guy Howard Schultz. Howard writes, "Hey, you tits! This one's short and sweet. I'm in college and I'm currently doing homework at a Starbucks, and I got an airdrop that simply said, my number is blank.'" the actual number right <laughs> my airdrop doesn't have a picture on it and i hadn't talked to anyone at the starbucks so there's no way anyone knowing my name in order to choose my correct airdrop similarly there's no way to know who sent it so should i respond it seems a little weird but i'm i'm a curious person so i'm thinking about doing it have you guys ever gotten random airdrops also what should i say thanks a bunch howard schultz um have you ever has that ever happened to you no random airdrop no i think i've gotten i've gotten one but it seemed to be it was not like a flirtation it was very it was very much a mistake oh i see airdrop seems so hard and fickle for me to actually manage i can't imagine getting one on by accident like it's hard for me to find my computer or your phone to actually do airdrops i think we just haven't been single in a long time like i could imagine getting into some kind of airdroppy flirtation for sure. like sending one you mean yeah well no i don't think i would i don't think i have the the courage or the gumption or the huevos to pull that off. I I think it would, it's almost like a little bit creepy. It's like a little bit of an invasion. Yeah, I'm wondering what yours says because right now I'm pulling mine up but I don't see anybody else in the area. Like you have to like have the airdrop open, right? I, like my, I can't airdrop you to you to unless like, your phone I is on. You to, yeah, I, but like if you're in line at Starbucks and everyone's, everyone's looking at their phone while they're waiting. Oh yeah, I see yours and it says Jake Horowitz and your picture, but maybe because your picture's in my phone. Yeah, that's why. So this person, is there a world where this person knew who was receiving the airdrop or did she just fucking blast it out? Or I, is it even a guy? 
thinking he sent it to a lady. That's my guess is that it's a thirsty ass dude who th- saw a cute girl, and he just sent his number to everyone because he's like, I don't care. I, I like all these other dudes will get it, but this, so will she, and maybe it'll work. <laughs> yeah, that, or that, sending it to another guy. I'd hate to use heteronormative standards, right? Um, I just think that the 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 quintessential douchey guy will be a dude trying to get pussy got it for sure but anyway uh i do think that it's it's within your rights to respond like yeah your response at the very least out of fun hey lol who did you think you were sending this right. to just like get some more information from this person whoever sent it took a much bigger swing like you say should i respond is like should, like you have nothing to lose also, is it a picture? It is, like, is it a picture that says my number is this? It has to be like a note or a picture, right? It's yeah, not like it a text. Be. You can't text someone over airdrop. Right. So it have, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a note. <clears throat> I wonder if that happens a lot on the subway here. Yeah, I think it is. I think that I think I've heard that before. Like an airdrop subway romance. Yeah. It's almost or, like, and a like game. I also think it's like prank people prank pranking too. Like you can yeah. send anything, any photo <laughs> to anyone. You could send it to like everyone who's on their phone on the subway all right you can send a dick pic to everybody in a car yeah if you wanted to interesting well they'd have to accept it i think i wonder if it blurs it until you accept yeah i think it does and what what percentage of people accept it i bet a decent amount because you're kind of curious curious but i'm kind of turned on just thinking about sending it you're nasty (laughs) i'm a voyeur oh sorry i said that in like a sweet way you're nasty got it you're nasty yeah like in a bad nasty you're nasty (laughs) Like you're nasty. No, so you're you nasty. should respond is what you were saying. I think you might as well. You have nothing to lose. And what would you respond if you got this? What does it say? My number is bl- and then the number. Cool. I would say, "Hey, got your airdrop dot dot dot. Who is this?" question mark. What about got your number from a friend? parentheses airdrop. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Who is this? LOL. Are you hot to me? I don't want to go on a date with a four. (laughs) In fact, lose my number. I'll be at Starbucks tomorrow getting a pumpkin spice late. I'm kind of a basic B around the holidays. What's your face? (laughs) Airdrop your face to me now. She blocked me. Huh. Weird. That makes sense. Uh, follow up up. Let us know what happened. Text this person and give us a give us an update. Might as well. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back uh, and answer some more questions after these messages. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, did I sneeze? No, I was blessing <laughs> them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gazuntite. <laughs> So you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. Um, it has very simple drag-and-drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional-looking portfolio or online store. Yes, exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh, my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes, if you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you 
kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is buyrodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy, buy Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> yeah. buy by I might Rodney. buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at highrodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's squarespace.com slash segments, right. and use that coupon code, that promo code segments, So mm-hmm. uh, when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com yep. slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Woo! Holy smokes, Jake, you sleep on a Helix. Yeah, I'm in LA right now. you live on I, a Helix. Yeah, I miss my Helix. Yeah. You, you didn't bring it out? No, I should have. I should have. Well, you know how easy it is to take their sleep quiz, right? Yes, well, not easy, but... Let's 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 not call it a quiz. I don't they like call it that a quiz. Language. It's like a two minute quiz. Yeah. You say how you sleep, and then they match well, you with a perfect okay. mattress. They say what? They they say based, what? Based, based on your answers, they can you say this, what they say? They select what are the, the what are the talking points say? Um, Why don't you read it verbatim instead yeah. of calling the quiz easy? Well, it's like a two minute quiz. Does it say that it's easy? Uh, it's a sleep quiz. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Why don't you stick to the talking points, asshole? <laughs> Oh my right? God, why are you mad at me? Because you're calling the quiz easy, and it's actually more of a test. No, it's not a test. It's a very simple quiz. It's actually very important. Yeah, that I simple. agree that it's important. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a sleep quiz you take. They, they ask you, like, how do you sleep? Where? Do, what do you prefer? And then they match you with a perfect mattress. That's that's right for you. That's true. Yes. Uh, and that personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Um, there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, they offer a 100 night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Holy shit. But look, you're not going to need it because the mattress is kind of goaded. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders. Damn. And two free pillows for our listeners. Right on. You just go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use the code helixpartner20. Helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. So hop on it right now if you need to upgrade your mattress, which borderline everyone has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use that code helixpartner20, all one word, all at right. checkout. Love it. Thank you, Helix. Thank you. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little <laughs> Woohoo! You know what? I've got I've got some advice. Yeah. I have recently purchased a pair of office Crocs or Crocus offs, as I call them. Yes, and that is a very catchy little nickname. <laughs> How are your Crocus offs? <laughs> I've lost my Crocus offs. <laughs> um, I am I'm in love with them. Meaning. Uh, I think they're wonderful. I think that uh, for anybody that has a standing desk, 
office Crocs are simply a must. Because why can't you just wear your regular shoes? I think that living in New York City, I am at the height of fashion, the pinnacle of streetwear. <laughs> and I I will sometimes wear shoes that are that are sexy for my commute, but not nice to stand in all day. A fashion over function type decision. Yes, but the I'm high also, heels of normal wear. Um, and even beyond that, <clears throat> when I'm at my standing desk, I have this thing. This I forget what it's called, but it's some kind of like it's a squishy mat that is apparently designed to resemble the forest floor. Okay, so it's like it feel it's really soft and squishy, but then there's like a couple spots where there's like knots. It's almost like you're standing on a mossy ground, but you like can feel some some. Uh, twigs and berries underneath yeah some tree roots yeah and it's like you can step around different parts on this mat and just like massage your feet so it's wonderful to be on that barefoot but then you got to get a soda from the <laughs> fridge you got to go to the bathroom somebody calls you over to their desk and you don't want to just walk across the the floor in your socks because you have um the crippling pain <laughs> in your sesamoid <laughs> Do you realize like how many like additional things we're adding to like life? Like it used to be you go to work and sit down and it's like, okay, sitting's not good anymore, so we gotta have the standing desk. If you're at a standing desk, gotta have the mossy floor. If you're on the mossy floor, you don't wanna just stand with shoes, you gotta get the office crocs for the mossy floor for the standing desk. Yeah. Can you just get rid of it all and have a sitting desk? I guess you could, and that'd be fine. <laughs> But it's still, I think no matter if you have a standing, this is all just my journey to getting the Crocs. Because um, you don't want to like, if you take your shoes off at your desk and you have to go somewhere, you don't want to put your shoes back on. Right. You want to be able to just slide into something, walk to the kitchen, walk back. Um, so even if I had a sitting desk, I think I like the idea now of taking my shoes off at work and putting on office Crocs. Yeah. So regardless of the sitting or standing situation, it's yeah. almost like slippers at home. Yeah. And I mean, they are pretty atrocious looking. Yeah. Um, but they are little fleshlights for your feet. They are so <laughs> pleasant to be inside. Do they make Do they make the moccasin version of Crocs like... You know, the kind a of Uggs. Yeah, a crocusin of sorts. They it's do got have like for, fleece. Yeah, they have fleece-lined crocs. Yeah. I mean, and crocs aren't the only... There's there's other uh, great slippers, uh, but I just... I highly recommend it. I, it. Maybe it's not for everybody. If you work like on on Wall Street or, or in the State Department or something, yeah. if you work somewhere where you're supposed to be pretty buttoned up, <laughs> but if you have a casual workplace environment, can't recommend office crocs. Yeah. Enough. It's funny to imagine like an episode of Homeland where... Brody is wearing Crocs because he is st at a standing desk with the mossy floor. I have a meeting with the vice president. <laughs> Hold on a second. Where are my Crocus offs? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> I'm a Croc lover. <laughs> is Brody a good actor? He's in Billions too, right? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good actor. I don't think <laughs> that he ever had a very interest like. His, He's never had to show range. Yeah. He's always just been a serious man. Right. And I was always floored that he he was so acclaimed in Homeland. Just like, okay, what you have to do is just keep it all inside. Yeah. Like, that's that's fine. He's, I can do like, that by accident. He's just kind of quiet and suspicious. The that most he's like, happy is like, is like a wry smile when he's trying to hide something. Yeah. He's never laughing or like... Getting no. a beer with friends, or cracking like, up, or being intense. He's not. He's not really ever yelling. Yeah, it's it's strange. And then in billions, he's just always 
uh, he's kind of like a savant businessman who only cares about money and power. Does he like? Is he a charming, laughing guy in that ever? I guess he's sometimes a charming, laughing guy, but he's not like. <laughs> I don't think he's like super good. He's kind of just fun to watch. Yeah, because he's like super rich and he talks in a really gravelly voice. I guess he's better in Billions actually than he, he is, is British though. Yeah, so like whenever a British person is playing American. Just by default, he's a good actor. Right. I think I would say... can't tell. I would say that he's good in Billions, but the character is so... Like, the writing of that character is so one-note and right. flat. It's just like, I'm Axe. All I care about is money and getting <laughs> Chuck Rhodes. <laughs> Got it. Which is kind of what you can say about his character in Homeland. Well, in, in Homeland, he had he at least had, like, internal conflict. He had, like, kind of been turned by... Al-Qaeda. And, and he also, like, was in love with Claire Danes. Yeah. So there's there's a little <laughs> something there. Got it. But the right... I didn't like... Uh, they, it, TV sucks in general. Uh, I have the to... only good show out there is Succession. <laughs> Everything else is bad. There's an A and a C of Fs. I wonder if Succession would have ruined, like, even Breaking Bad for me. Mm. Like, if Succession was on during Breaking Bad, would you, like, Breaking Bad's not that good because it's not as good as Succession. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. Breaking Bad was very visually interesting at the very least. Like, some of the greatest shows of all time would be Breaking Bad, Mad Men. Sopranos people love a lot, though. I haven't I, seen it. I still have not seen I've. Se- I, like, watched the... I think it's... I would have equated actually with something like The Wire because I love The Wire and Jill's been rewatching The Wire like every once in a while, and I don't love watching it. It's like, just so, dense. It's well, I don't mind dense. <clears throat> I it's the production value seems so low. Oh right, it's like it's before HD, before widescreen. Yeah, screen. it's just like it's really not fun to watch. And I think that I, that is sometimes how I feel with Sopranos. Like mm. I really want TV to look amazing, and it doesn't. Right. Um, but maybe I guess Sopranos is up there. But The Wire, yeah. Um, what do you do? You think Succession? Succession is my favorite, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get mad if somebody had it second or third behind those other shows. Right. Those are all like A plus shows to me. Yeah, and those shows almost feel like masterpieces. Succession is yeah. only two seasons, so so far it's just been really, really fun. Yeah, none of those shows are as funny as Succession either. That's true. Succession is the funniest show of those. And it's also really dra- dramatic and good. Yeah, it's almost like, what's your preference of style of genre? Like some people like Mad Men because it's like, oh, I, I, I'm nostalgic about that era or I like the idea of like businessmen right. in the 50s. Yeah, it's like sexy to watch that show. Yeah. But there's not, I, I don't think I've ever like, there, there, things on Mad Men like made me smile and feel good. But yeah. I was never like, oh my God. That's hysterical. Draper just said the funniest <laughs> joke. Sterling was pretty funny. Yeah, Sterling was pretty funny. But even he was just like playing a wacky character. It was yeah. not like... Pete Campbell never made me LOL. Except for when he was uh, eating cereal, watching TV. And cracking <laughs> All right, that show is great. No, you're thinking of Big Daddy, actually. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Stemming from now, I think this is a three or four episode long uh, unsolicited advice. The flu shot, which I recommended to you like four weeks ago, which you then said you didn't want to get. Yeah. which Thomas joked about creating a super flu. Uh-huh. Uh, we keep getting emails, so I have to stop spreading misinformation, okay? No one said, no one said that we are, we're telling it like it is. Yeah. As if I were you. We're allowed to be dumbasses. So Frida writes, stop spreading misinformation. I get that you guys are kind of joking, but you have a oh, giant platform and you're spreading lies um, when vaccines are already under attack and mistrusted. I really expected <laughs> you to do better. So how about this? I'll fucking read your email. Is that that's the best we can possibly do? What You're are you? getting your message out there, Frida. 
The main problem with someone like Jake... I didn't do anything. She, exactly. That's the problem. Getting the flu vac- uh, Not getting the flu vaccine is that even if he is healthy enough to fight off the disease successfully, while his immune system is fighting it off, he can still incubate and spread the virus. By not getting the vaccine, he is putting other people with weaker immune systems, i.e. children and the elderly, uh, at risk. This is especially a concern because he lives in a place like New York where lots of strangers are crowded together in confined spaces. So basically, you can have the (laughs) flu and give it to other people, or you can get the flu shot, which would prevent you. Uh, And if everybody, enough people got the flu shot... Uh, getting the vaccine means you contribute to, quote, herd immunity, keeping others safe, even if you personally don't believe you need the extra protection. So there, that's the end of the debate. And I won't even accept a rebuttal. I Well, I would love to go through the emails and see if anyone else wrote in agreeing with me. <laughs> like if any anti-vaxxers out there think it causes autism. Me and Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> so, lastly, uh, and I've said this from day one, get a flu vaccine. But are you willing to go on record and saying you'll get one now? I'm willing to go on record and admit that it's probably good. Okay? <laughs> probably. Everyone should, uh, fine. Everyone should get it. Uh, f- fuck it. What, are you, what do I care? <laughs> Everyone should get it. Thanks, man. That means a lot. All right. We're going to CVS right now. I didn't say I'd get it. <laughs> I don't care about the herd. As long as enough people get it, I'll be fine. I don't hang out with elderly folks. It's just everyone but me needs to get it. All right. Let's try to answer another question. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, this is funny relationship advice from a sweet lady in St. Louis. Ooh, St. Louis. We'll call her Marge, a sweet lady name. I'm a 24-year-old living in St. Louis and have been dating my current boyfriend for the last five years, and we've been friends for 10. He is Latvian, like Kristaps Porzingis, and moved here to, uh, for college, but got a job afterwards in St. Louis. We've lived together for two years of dating, but he works an hour away, so last year we started living separately. To me, our relationship is great. We make jokes and get along. We're very independent of each other. We love living together. But after dating for five years, he still says, I don't know, when I ask him if he can commit. I have been giving him months to think about it because if we decide we want to be together, our future would be a lot easier. I could get him a green card. Then we we wouldn't be stuck living in St. Louis where he has a work visa. Should I just end it? I don't want to be sitting around waiting for him to maybe want to be with me, or should I stick it out because he's awesome? Also, he listens to your show, so he'll hear your advice. If you tell me to break up with him, it'll be a lot easier because I won't have to tell him myself. Whoa. LOL. (laughs) My God. Wait, so it's five years. Ten years of friendship, five years of dating, and then when she says, do you want to commit to me? He says, I don't know. What does committing mean? I think that's the problem. Maybe he thinks that means marriage and he's like whoa i don't want to commit forever and she's like i just want to be exclusive together for the next foreseeable future Uh, yeah part of me feels like i need to know i need a little bit of clarification on what commitment means but i'll also say that five years is like you have to you have to make up your mind at that point you should know everything you need to know right there's i mean i understand there's ambiguity in this email uh, but there should be no ambiguity in your relationship after five years. But what about the ages of 19 to 24? You're still sort of changing and evolving. So like every five years is not the oh, same. Wait, they're, they're, she's 24 right now? Yeah, she's 24 now. So they started at age 19. I see. I understand a little bit better now than I think. <laughs> I mean, I... I Definitely still think there should be no ambiguity. So if if you're saying like, I need you to commit to me and 
whatever that means and he's saying no um then <laughs> there's a lot of pressure knowing he's listening you're breaking up with someone well it's hard because i don't know what i don't know what committing means yeah and maybe like, they if, don't know maybe they're not on the same level about what that means if she's either. like let's i want to be exclusive and they have been exclusive for five years and he's like i'm not sure then fuck that you know then she should break up with him yeah uh and it seems like they've already quote committed and that they're dating for five years and live together for part of it I think I mean if it's about if it's about marriage, then I think not wanting to get married when you're 24 is completely valid, right? Um, and if it's about, I think it, basically if it's about anything shorter than just being exclusive, I think it, I think him being reticent is valid. Okay, how about we don't break them up yet? All right, we don't break them up yet, but they should have a conversation about what this commitment means to them. Yeah, whether it means a lifetime guarantee starting now which is like the most extreme version like let's get married today or is it like let's i can commit to the next year two years five years right remember you said once that like marriage should be like a four a term or it's like oh, yeah. yeah i'm committing for four years like it's crazy to commit five i've known you for four years and i have to commit for 80 yeah that seems like you, you wouldn't do that in professional basketball was this before i was married yeah I'd, probably I'd imagine so. because <laughs> now lifetime seems pretty damn good <laughs> if anything it's too short i want to be with her for eternity Bip. Help. Um, I I think that the commitment, what you need to do is commit to having a convo. Okay. Nice. Commit to the convo. Convo commitment. There's, I think the relationship has to work for both of you guys. It sounds like it's good for the dude because he's hanging with you and he doesn't have to quote unquote commit to whatever you're asking him to commit to. But if he continues to do that, and you've been with him for five years, and you're not getting the thing that you want, which is some certain type of commitment that is a little ambiguous from your email. But if you don't have to stay in a relationship like that, that's making you unhappy. Yeah. And then she says, P.S. I'm good at remembering everyone's birthdays like you, Amir. So that's cool. So maybe you could be with her. I mean, should I? Like, we already well, I guess have that. She's young. She's 24 and you're like 48 or no, something. I'm not 48. I'm 47. <laughs> going on 50. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and I'm are. nifty. <laughs> and I actually smoke cigars now. And I have triplets. One, two, and three. <laughs> In fact, I want to have triplets with you. Everything else won't do. A twins would have to be discarded. It's not even close to being enough. I need to have three for me. Three X on the day. <laughs> Uh, all right, we don't have time to answer one more question, but maybe time to give a little bit more of unsolicited advice. I know you had one about overnight oats that you want. You're, to you're stealing my shit for next week, Blooms. I got a good one for next week too. Oh, okay. Well, the, all right, fine. I'll I'll mention overnight oats as well. Okay. Um, I have for the last couple. Uh, I've been missing cereal for a while. Yeah, cereal you. is really good. Um, and oatmeal is. I just find it. I don't have a microwave, so I find it a little annoying to make yeah i have to put it in a pan and heat yeah boiled milk and or water and then like scrape the pan it's just not fun. it's hard it's to clean you got to clean it right away yeah, you have to clean that dry oatmeal, meal even for like 20 minutes it's like that's part yeah. of the pan and i like now. and i like to i like to eat and go yeah. i don't like to i don't sit with breakfast you know got it um so i've been doing this thing where i just pour cold milk into oats 
and eat it as cereal. <laughs> okay. Which is what as my wife told me, not really good for your digestive system. Because it's undone oats. Yeah. It's and dry it, oats plus milk. It doesn't taste very good either. Of course. Thing. I'll like pour some fruit in there, a little yeah. scoop of peanut butter, and <laughs> it's fine, but it's not good. <laughs> okay. Um and then the other day I made that. I, I put my oats in my milk. What kind of milk? Um I do the almond milk in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I was about to eat it, and Jill was like, "Oh, I made you breakfast," and she had made me like something way better. So I, so I put it in the fridge. You're acting like you invented over. I know. <laughs> I backed into it. I've like, I've known about them, and I just like, and everyone tells me how easy they are, and like that I should do it, and mm. I just never remember at nighttime to do that. Yeah. You know? And but this time I, it was. I mean, twenty-four hour oats because it was oh, morning to the next morning, yeah. and I and I had them the next day. Because the were, oats sort of take in the milk and become a mushy milk of sorts. It was so fucking good because I don't. I also don't love when oatmeal's hot. Like, I like the. <laughs> I like it to cold mush. Yeah, like I kind of like it to taste a little bit like cereal. Yeah. So I had these overnight oats with a, with a banana and some peanut butter, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> and then you're it's, like, I'm gonna just keep doing this. But not by accident anymore. Yeah, now I do it on purpose, and it's great. It's such a what kind of jar are you using. I just pour it in a bowl, and then I eat it straight out of the bowl. Interesting. I, I put it in the bowl. I'm going to eat it out of in the morning, and in the morning I cut up a banana, scoop of peanut butter, eat it. Done in five fucking minutes. It's Why amazing. is that better than cereal, though? Um, I well, I think that it's um, a little healthier. I guess it depends on the cereal. Yeah, I don't know what... Like it's healthier than Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I think it's health, It's healthier than most cereal that I would eat or buy. Maybe it's not... I don't know what... I don't know what else is uh, healthier than oatmeal. Right, but it also tastes so good that you don't mind that it's a little bit unhealthy as long as it's mostly I don't think healthy. it's unhealthy. But I bet it's like not as healthy as like those giant wheat cereals where you just sort of break giant logs of salty wheat and then eat that with with food. I think it is because I like those wheat cereals. Really? But I want, I mean, maybe. If if those, if wheat cereal's healthy, then I would probably start eating that, actually. <laughs> Forget everything I said about overnight oats. I, I don't know if everything cereal I like is on the is table. not healthy. Right. But I do like overnight oats. So, all right, maybe it is healthy. What do I know? I'm just a dumbass with three kids. Uh, Living on the Gulf. Uh, all right, that's it. That's our episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you have your own questions or theme songs, send them on down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. The opening one was written by Brent. Remember that amazing, um, what would you call it? Punk something or other? Pop punk uh, cover of the greatest song of all time. I yeah, think you mentioned. Punk cover, indeed. Uh, and this closing one is written by, I believe his name is Connor. Con Con. Yeah, I made a theme song. It turned out very good. Really good stuff here. Love the show. Thank you. No, really. <laughs> thank you. Please plug my website. I look like DanielRadcliffe.com, which is funny because sometimes people tell me I look like DanielRadcliffe.com. I should have fucking squatted this domain when I had the chance. Uh, all right. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Brent. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> You have to do some fucking weird thing so you, this guy can come. come, come.
I heard you got some news, got the blues, got a qualm You better listen in to the words of this song I got these two friends, they can't do no wrong It's Jake and Amir in New York like King Kong Jake's got a baby and her name is Rhiannon Became a dad without trying or planning Being a dad is a little bit neat Oh, clean and cool like a little bit of sleep though Getting advice from a dad in a rodent Coming like an aardvark so cold and potent It's all up on my sheets, cold as ice Better give my mom some unsolicited advice Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man now Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man now Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man now Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man now If I were you show at gmail.com Heck yeah That was a HeadGum Podcast <laughs>